Welcome back to Decom Cool and Collected. I'm Kelly. I'm Elizabeth. And, oh, I put 1999. Anyway, this week we watched Up, Up, and Away, which is from 2000, but I yes. put 1999. On January. It's the first one from 2000. We're getting 1999 there. was We're a long there, year. <laughs> 2000 is also a long year because we have two bonus ones in this year, so. Life size and uh, model behavior. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> That'll be fun. fun. Yeah. Uh, so up, up, and away, I only recognized one person, and that was Sherman Hemsley, a.k.a. George Jefferson, but I never watched the Jeffersons. He played Tamara's grandpa and sister sister. He was also in the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air because he looked familiar. Oh, yeah. Yeah. He played Judge Carl Robertson. He, he was, was the like judge. Uncle Phil's, like, mentor. He was, like, his mentor, and then he became his rival, and then Will was like, if you can't agree with us, why don't you drop dead? And then he literally dropped dead. Wow. Drama. <laughs> Um, I have some info on some other people. So, Kevin Conley was, pl- was Malcolm. He looked really familiar to me, but I couldn't really place him. He was in Secretariat, which I think I've His seen. main thing was Entourage, but I immediately recognized him because he was in He's Just Not That Into Yeah, you. I wrote that down, too. And then, um, which I've, like, seen once, but I don't really I know, remember I've seen it once, about. but every time I see that guy, I'm like, he was in He's Just Not That Into You. I don't really remember much about it. And then I f- the same thing, like, he was in The Notebook, but I've literally seen The Notebook once, and I think that it's stupid, Oh, I've never seen so The Notebook. There's that. Um... Then Olivia Burnett. What? Can you hear me? Yeah. Okay. (laughs) Olivia Burnett, um, she is Amy in the story. She looked really familiar, too. She was in... She was in a Lifetime movie, which I'm pretty sure my favorite murder talked about, called Willing to Kill, a cheerleader story, the Texas cheerleader story, and I think that that was the mom and the daughter. It was from a live show. Oh! Yeah, no, I know what you're talking about, about the mom who's, like, obsessed with the daughter make the cheerleaders Yeah. Because I've seen a different Lifetime movie. Is that, like, these, like, five cheerleaders from Texas? The Pregnancy Pact? No. Oh. No, Ashley Benson was in it. Like, these five cheerleaders from Texas, and they, like, thought they could get away with everything because one of them's mom was the principal. Jenna Dewan was, like, a cheerleading coach. I've seen parts of that, Make things different. But that was a different Lifetime cheerleading movie. No, this one has murder. I don't know that I've seen that, but she was in it. She looked really familiar to me, too. Wait, was that? She looked really familiar, but I didn't. Oh, wait, that wasn't Amy. That was that Nina? Nina. Yeah, that was Nina. Um, then there's Kassan Butcher. I don't know how to say that. That was his brother. I forgot his name. Adam. Adam. He was in Sabrina the Teenage Witch. I don't... Re- As what? The, he was Bob slash Bitter Man. Don't know who that is. <laughs> but he was in Malcolm in the Middle. He played Joe, which was one of Francis's friends away at military school. And... I didn't even know... I never watched Malcolm in the Middle, and I didn't even know until a few years ago that Francis was a character. <laughs> You missed out. And then I got really angry because Malcolm is not in the middle. <laughs> Sorry, keep going. Well, that's only till... The oh my god, keep going. The newest. They don't have the newest the entire time. Christopher Marquette is his friend, um, yeah, Randy. And he looked really familiar, familiar the entire time. He was in Seventh Heaven. He was, he was only in one episode. He played Pete Lawrence, who was a kid who was huffing spray paint. <laughs> Simon, Simon got in trouble, so he had to do... He had to paint this mural for the school to, like get out of trouble and all the kids were huffing spray paint and Simon was like this is not good uh oh but he didn't like do it but then the one kid got a bloody nose from doing it because you're not supposed to uh, huff spray paint and that was Pete Lawrence that was who it was how do you even huff spray paint I don't know I think it's after you spray it you like you don't just like put like spray the paint directly into no (laughs) 
I, yeah, I, I've I never have to spray paint if you can't tell. Neither have I, but I think <laughs> it's just common sense. You don't spray your nose with spray paint. Uh, he was also in Even Stevens, which I think is what I remembered him he from. He was really familiar, but... He was a cousin. He played Curtis Stevens in the Hanukkah episode, and I he was like... Were they tr- Jewish? Yeah. He was a troublemaker. Um, and I think that that's what I remember him from. And then there's Jamie Renee Smith who is Amy. She looked super familiar. She was young Christy Alley in the movie Toothless, which is a movie I wanted us to watch for this podcast, but I forgot to put on the list. Isn't she like a tooth fairy? In yeah. Sydney? I think I vaguely remember but that. But in that movie, the whole plot line is that whenever you go to purgatory, you have to be like one of, you have to be like Santa, the Easter oh Bunny, God. the fairy, um, the tooth fairy. And she gets stuck being the tooth fairy. Oh my so. God. That's like, that's <laughs> terrifying. <laughs> So there's that. Um, oh, she also played a young Fran Fine on The Nanny. Oh, just in case love you were that. Wondering. Oh, and, my God. Do you think she was talking like well, this? And Christopher Marquette played a young Mr. Shetfield. Oh, my God. <laughs> he looks so. like Brighton. <laughs> so, yeah, that's that. Those are the people I recognize, kind of. Well, I only recognize Sherman Hemsley. She's too cool. Uh, no, <laughs> I don't know anything. There we go. Uh, okay, so... The very first scene, we open up on a rapidly spinning earth, and I was like, wow, those people on there are definitely dead. <laughs> but then, it's okay, because it's just a graphic in a science lab. The earth, like, glows green, and then we see the logo for Earth Protectors, excuse me, come across the screen. Uh, we see a woman at the computer, and she says, finally finished. And she says, we're finally going to be able to change the world. And the guy next to her says, and no one can do anything about it. Ooh, he looks super suspicious from the beginning, but the woman is just like, we're going to change the world. So uh, after that, we cut to Scott playing soccer in his room, and he's fake announcing as many DCOMs start out <laughs> with the kid playing a sport, fake announcing. My brother did that all the time. And then he, like, kicks the ball. He and goes he, left. He goes right. He kicks the ball, and it hits his dad. And his, and his like, dad straight somehow, at his dad. His dad somehow falls over because of this. <laughs> I mean, like, <laughs> if you didn't know a soccer ball was coming towards your face in your house. Well, I thought he might he was, like, at his feet, but I guess maybe he was, like, walking and it, like, went under his foot and then he fell. Something like that. Um, we then learn that Scott's birthday is in four days. Uh, and then Mom calls everyone to the kitchen for breakfast. Yeah. Uh, he has a, be- a birthday party this weekend. And then his friend Randy just, like, walks in the door without knocking. <laughs> and he's, like, carrying the zucchini bread. And everyone in the family kind of, like, gets really tense and, like, he's looks like, around. He's like, hey, everyone, here's the zucchini bread. And they all just, like, stop and, and like, there's, like, this, back. this, like, spooky music Everyone's, like, in the real background. Everyone's, like, real serious. Yeah. And we don't know what's going on. Yeah. And he's just like, what's going on? They're like, oh, thanks for the bread. Just set it down on the table. <laughs> okay, so he sets it down on the table. And then Scott and Randy. Andy, um, get on their bikes, and while they leave, the mom, the dad, and the older brother stare at the foil for a little bit. <laughs> yeah. Um, outside, uh, Scott just says they're all, like, really allergic to zucchini. <laughs> That's why they were acting weird. Uh, so they're biking to school. They ride by Amy's house, and oh, he's like, mm, I don't like Amy. And then they're, like, trash-talking each other. And then he's like, you, de-, and then uh, Randy's like, you definitely like Amy. And then Amy's mom is like, you definitely like Scott. And I fucking hate that stereotype. <laughs> Two people cannot, cannot like each other and just not like each other. Well, <laughs> Two heterosexual people. Okay, but they were, like, intentionally flirting. Like, they do like each other. <laughs> so, like, their friends are just calling out their bullshit. Because, <laughs> okay, but still. Because, like, when you do have a crush on someone, like, your friends will be like, yeah, you do. And then you don't want to admit it. So you're like, no, I don't. <laughs> but they're just calling them out. Uh, we learned that they're competing for uh, soccer team captain. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're on a co-ed soccer team. 
Yeah, I was gonna ask about that. Like, wherever you live, the way, like, when you play when you're a kid, it's peewee, and it's, like, co-ed, and then once you get to, like, kindergarten, it's not anymore. First grade, it's not anymore. I've never played co-ed sports. At my school, it was, like, when you're three and four, you do co-ed, and then... Oh, yeah, I think we did co-ed in preschool. Yeah, when you, Yeah. I don't even think we did in kindergarten, though. Well, yeah, once you get to kindergarten, it's all <laughs> girls or all boys, so... Don't know how, where they're playing, but we did not have that opportunity here. So uh, then we cut to mom is holding the zucchini bread with tongs and dad is digging a hole in the Like, yard. literally, like, ten feet under. Like, I don't think their backyard can go that deep, probably. <laughs> also, like, okay, so, like, they're trying to get rid of this zucchini bread wrapped in foil, right? Why would you bury it in your own yard? Wouldn't you, like, throw it away? Maybe in, like, someone else's trash? Or, like, know. burn it? I don't know. Well, I don't think burying it in your own yard is the right way to go. I don't know. They apparently must deal with this fairly They frequently. must have a lot of, like, holes of tinfoil in their backyard. Probably. Um, and so they're talking about, they're worried about Scott's party. And at uh, breakfast, Scott seemed a little uncomfortable with everyone talking about the party so much. And we don't really know why yet. But he seems, like, a little uncomfortable Yeah, because he's turning 14. And we're like, who has a giant party when you're 14? Yeah. And no so, one. <laughs> yeah. His parents are, like, a little concerned about it. Um, and then... And then we cut uh, to school, to Scott, Randy, and Amy in school, and we see the president of the Earth Protectors, which is the, the guy who was sitting with the girl at, in the first scene. Um, and the Earth Protectors donated all these personal computers to every eighth grader. Uh, he says they are an environmental protection software agency, and they're going to, like, give them, like, these software to, like, test run, I guess, like, a part of their homework and to, like, learn about protecting the environment. Mm -hmm. And then this girl, like, in the front row, like, crumbles up a piece of paper, and he goes, I hope you're going to recycle that. Please? And it's really weird. <laughs> yeah. After that, um, we cut to Malcolm, Malcolm walking around the campus, and he's, like, telling kids, like, he's like, hey, oh, recycle. Yeah, and, like, <laughs> oh, don't throw that in the trash. Don't throw that on the street. Got to make sure you, you recycle and do good things. He's on his way to this black, scary van parked outside the school, mm -hmm. um, and, they're, and he's like, okay, we finished the bank download, guys. We're ready to go. And then he immediately litters, so you can tell from the very beginning he is a phony. It's true. Yeah, he also says that he hates kids and asks <laughs> if they can test on rats like everyone else. <laughs> um, and it's probably more ethical to test on rats. I don't know, but they... Uh, anyway, we cut to in the car. Scott tells Dad that every night they have to download the new software about recycling and planting trees. Um, they're on their way to a, to, um, a soccer game with Randy and... Maybe Amy. Amy the, yeah, yeah, Amy's in the car. And some random kid and who's some in random the back seat for some reason. Yeah. Uh, um, we also see Malcolm is at the bank, and the teller tells him that he has $1.37 in his bank account. And he fights with the teller a little bit until the Earth Protector software shows up on the bank computers, and all of the tellers get hypnotized into giving Malcolm and his Earth Protector goons large amounts of cash. Mm -hmm. um, and then someone sneezes, and the tellers wake up. Well, yeah, there's people behind them, and no one behind them, like, says or does anything either, which is weird, because, like, I don't know how they wouldn't be hypnotized, or why, like, the people who are, like, showing it to them wouldn't be hypnotized as well. I don't really know how this software works, but... It's clearly, like, advanced beyond our years. <laughs> yeah, except then someone sneezes and that breaks them, and then I... they're just like, call security, what's going on? Um, and so then we cut back to, to Scott and his dad in the car, and Scott's dad's pager is going off. 
and he's like, oh, no, I I gotta drop you guys off early. And then... He's like, I have a work emergency. Yeah, and, and then, then Randy's like, you're an orthodontist. What <laughs> kind of emergency? Yeah, and Amy's like, this happens every time you drive carpool. <laughs> yeah, so he's like, I gotta drop you off, like, three blocks away, and you guys have to walk. Yeah, and Scott tries to, like, help him out, and he's just like, oh, I think something's wrong with the car. And so they, like, get out, um, and all the kids go off to the game, and then Scott's, like, asking Dad, like, hey, what's going on? So then we see um, Dad's clothes getting thrown against a rock. Um, uh, Scott gives the all clear, and then Dad flies away in a superhero costume. Yeah, it's, it has this, like, bird-looking mask. Like, there's, like, a beak on it, and it covers his eyes. And, like, little, like, wings on his head. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's a look. And then he flies away. Well, he chants, up, up, up and up away. And away. <laughs> Apparently, and he flies off. Yeah. So, the Bronze Eagle, as we learn, a.k.a. Dad, dad arrives at the bank where people are literally getting thrown out of a glass window (laughs) yeah and so we see that mom is the one who's doing the throwing mom steps out and she's like it's about time you showed up and then like they like continue to talk while beating up bad guys yeah um and then they like all the bad guys like get into the escape van but then mom just like picks it up with her arm, and then they all, like, fall off the back, mm-hmm. fall out the back, and then get arrested well, by Well, yeah, the and then the police do something, but, like, whenever they the, throw them out the window, the police aren't, like... The, yeah, the bad guys are still, like, scrambling. They're like, oh, we gotta get away, we gotta get away. I don't know why they thought they could get away with that, but... Also, there's, like, a significant amount of bad guys with them, like, more than who's in there when we they saw, first went yeah. in. Uh, so then Mom rides off on her super speed motorcycle. Mm-hmm. We learn that her name is Warrior Woman. Uh, while Dad flies away, again, with his up, up, and away. Right. Uh, and then we see that Malcolm, uh, get the Earth President, Earth Protector's President, I don't know mm-hmm. if you established that, uh, is giving a statement to the police, but he's acting as a victim. Yeah, he gives this fake story, and somehow he, like, doesn't get in trouble at all. Yeah, apparently none of the other civilians saw him with, like, the bag, like, and money being dropped into it that yeah. he's holding in his hand. Well, and then even during the interview, he says something, like, he says it more innocently than this, but I wrote down, he says, I would have gotten away with it, too, if it weren't for you and your meddling, meddling kids. kids. <laughs> he was like, thank God these superheroes arrived, or something like oh, yeah, that. Yeah, or they would have gotten away with it, or yeah. something like that, so. Uh, yes, yeah. yeah, so then we see Dad arrives back at the soccer game. Um, Scott is playing on the field like he's never dribbled a ball before in his well, entire and life. the entire time, Amy's like, pass to me, I'm open, everyone's trying to get the ball from you. And instead of doing that, he decides to tr- make a shot from way too far away. And, and it, misses. Yeah, misses entirely. And everyone's also, like, hey dude, what the fuck, pass the ball. I love whenever, like, kids play sports in movies, because you can tell that they, like, don't know how to do anything. Because, like, he's literally dribbling by, like, going, like, two centimeters at a time. <laughs> well, they also say that he always chokes. Like, he always gets nervous under pressure, but, like, also pass the ball. But also, like, if you pass the ball, you wouldn't be under pressure. <laughs> it's, yeah. It's, uh, so then the older brother, uh, Scott's older brother, Adam, super speeds in to a spot next to Dad, and we learn that he has electrical powers. Yeah, but uh, Dad doesn't like when he uses them because he's afraid somebody's going to see, but he's like, I move at the speed of light. No one's going to see me. Yeah, and then they're they're talking, and they say, Scott should be getting his powers for his 14th birthday, because apparently that's a thing that, like, superheroes do. Mm-hmm. But the closer that they get to the birthday, the less that it might not happen. That the yeah, powers the more worried up. they get that he's not going to get any. It's, like, four days away already, and, like, most heroes have already gotten their powers at this point yeah and at this point they worry that scott might be normal Nor- yeah they say like normal. 
normal? (laughs) Yeah. So then we cut to Nina yelling at Malcolm about the attempted bank robbery. And she's like, dude, what the fuck? Like, that's not what this program is used for. It's supposed to be about teaching kids how to help the environment. He's like, we were trying to get more funding. (laughs) Yeah. So we could get this to all the kids in the schools or whatever. And she's like, okay, but also, like, that's made for children's minds, not adults' minds. Yeah, we learned that this program is specifically designed for adolescents. And Mm -hmm. they want to get one to every child in the country. Right. Uh, so, then we cut to back at home, and Scott's little sister, Molly, has laser vision, which I don't understand, because they literally just said, you get your powers at 14. No, it's like, you, like, his brother didn't get them till he was 14. I think you just, like, once you hit 14, you can't get them? Yeah, well, they establish that later, but I think it comes different, like, in different ages for different people, but his brother didn't get them till he was, like, almost 14. Got it. Yeah. Okay, so the little sister has laser vision, and she's in trouble because she burned something, and Mom is upset with her. Um, uh, Adam and, sets the table at light speed Yeah, while he's watching Mom and Dad on the news. Right. Uh, and on the news, the bank tellers say they can't remember what happened. Mm-hmm. Um, so then Dad comes upstairs to see Scott drawing in his room, and he's sad that he missed the goal. Um, <laughs> it's like, if you would have passed, maybe you would have made a goal. Exactly. And then Dad's like, listen, we've been thinking about your superhero name. What do you think of? The Destroyer. But Scott's like, you know, it, I might not be getting any powers. We're getting closer to my 14th birthday. But Dad's like, you know, a lot of heroes don't get powers till like, the day before. And then Scott, like, regains hope again. And then Scott goes over to this, like, armoire. Well, and at, th- at this point, he also asks, like, has anyone ever gotten powers after they turn 14? And Dad just flat out says no. Like, yeah. that's not possible. If you don't get them before you turn 14, you won't get them. Yeah. So then Scott goes over to this armoire and opens, like, a fucking shrine to his dad. Well, it's a shrine <laughs> to, like, superheroes in general, but there is, like, it's a poster only of his, his dad. dad is in there. <laughs> well, it also says, like, superhero and, like, stuff on the like, side. Like, trust and respect. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Um, okay, and then we see... We cut to Nina and Malcolm breaking into the county jail records. Mm-hmm. Uh, they ended up not getting any money, and they're worried about superheroes being after them and stopping them. Yeah. Um, and, and then so... we, we're back at home, and Mom and Dad are fighting in the kitchen about Scott's powers. Mom suggests canceling the party, because apparently this is, like, a party that, like, all superheroes have, and I guess they, like, present themselves to other superheroes. It's like their coming out party, but yeah. not in the sense of coming out, but, like... Like, like, a, like, like, these, uh, the like a member Diaries. of society. Yeah. Like the Princess Diaries coming or, uh, out. what like, a girl wants. Yeah. <laughs> um, and the whole time, Scott is listening through, like, on the other side of the wall. Again, decom classic. He's listening to his parents talk about him. Um, and Mom is upset that uh, Dad is, like, trying to cushion it for Scott because she's, like, the closer we get, like, the less likely it is. And you just told him, like, there's all this hope. And I just don't want him to, like, be really hurt by what happens. And, and Dad's like, can we wait one more day? All he needs is just, like, a smidge of power. Just, yeah. like, the tiniest bit. Mm-hmm. So Scott hears that. And then we cut to him loosening, like, the screws on their, like, patio door as his grandparents show up for his 14th birthday. Right. And so Scott comes in after, like, he sees them come inside, and he pulls the door off the frame, and everyone's like, oh my god, look at your super strength, that's amazing! And he's like, whoa, I didn't even realize that that was gonna happen! Um, and so they're like, oh, is it, like, anything else happened? We cut to dinner, and they're all, like, talking about it still. And the brother's like, whoa, that's so cool, like, show off your powers or whatever. And then Scott's like, well, it just kind of comes and goes right now. Like, I'm not super solid on it. Also, at dinner, they only eat green vegetables. Well, they eat a lot of spinach. They might just spinach, <laughs> like, in every meal. Well, even their beverages are green. <laughs> 
Yeah. Um, during so yeah, so he like diverts the conversation, and then Grandma starts talking, and she says, "We had Spider Man and Mary Jane over for dinner last night. <laughs> they say hi. Yeah. <laughs> they mention like random superheroes just like throughout here every now and then, just for funsies. I, yeah, I'm surprised they like didn't get sued. Well, I guess they were Disney at the time. Yeah, that was a separate entity. Well, uh, then Grandpa asks about the robbery, and then Mom and Dad somehow, they're like, oh, we just think a crime, a wave of crime is about to come in after this one, like, bank robbery. I guess that's not that common, so. Um, I guess. Uh, Molly then says that, well, they're talking about his strength. She says that he, she saw Scott trying to fly, and he doesn't deny it. Yeah, and so they're like, oh my god, you can fly? That's amazing. But, like, she just said that, like, she saw him trying to fly, and everyone's like, you can fly! Yeah. So, but, and then, like, Scott isn't like, well, no. Yeah. Um, and so they're like, oh my god, we have to see this. And, like, the brother is even like, I can't even, like, fly very well right now. And, like, mom yeah. says the same Mom's thing. Mom's like, flying's very difficult. Like, yeah. And, like, the best can do it. Yeah, and so they're like, come on, show us. And he's like, okay. And so instead of them, like, all going out with him, yes. he just, like, goes off by himself. <laughs> Scott just walks outside by himself, and in order to make them think that he's flying, he just, like throws a soccer well he says up up and away yeah and then he throws his soccer ball past the window like through the trees yeah so as it, if like, it was like sound him like yeah. taking off into air yeah so the whole family like rushes outside and they're like oh my god where'd he go like, he's, he's in, in the, the air wow he's literally just like hiding behind the side of the house yeah and so they're all like waiting like trying to see him and then they get a little worried and they're like oh dad you better go up there but before dad can like get up into the sky and realize he's not there uh, Scott pretends to land, and he comes back, and he's like, he, like jumps, hey, guys. He, like, jumps out behind everyone. He's like, whoa. Yeah. <laughs> Molly still doesn't believe it. <laughs> yeah. And everyone goes inside, and Grandpa's like, dude, quit yeah, fucking with me, I know. Yeah. And so he's like, hey, I know you're faking. And then he's like, you need to tell your parents, like, what's going on. Scott's like, can you just promise not to tell them until after the party? Like, I will like, tell I them. I don't want to let them down, and I don't want to embarrass them in front of all their superhero friends. Yeah, okay, one of the things that Dad said whenever he and Bob were having the conversation about the party, Elizabeth almost just dropped her mic. That Sorry if you heard that. <laughs> um, but they were talking about the party, and Dad was saying he would be disappointed, like, because his friends, like, like something about his, his friends, friends would be there or something. Yeah. It doesn't, like, it's kind of shitty. Sense. Like, I know that he wasn't expecting his son to be listening, but also, like, your son has feelings too. Too, sir. Right. So there's a reason why, like, he's feeling so, like, upset about this. So then we cut to the next morning, and Scott is doing his homework. Um, he tells Dad that he forgot to do it last night with all the excitement, and Dad reminds him that for fr- flight privileges, he has to maintain a B average. Like, he's just going to be able to, like, take away his power to fly. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so Scott turns on the computer and, like, puts in the disc that he has from Earth Protectors. And whenever he does this, he makes this, like, blank face, and his mouth just, like, opens wide, and we hear, like, the talking. Earth Protectors, sit. They will do the thinking for you. Yeah. We hear this talking, and so we realize that he is hypnotized as well. So dad comes up and tells him it's time to go, and he's still, like, staring at the computer the same way he has He been. thinks that he, like, just, like, no time has passed for him yeah. because he's been hypnotized. Yeah, and dad's like, hey, it's time to go. Like, I don't know how you can just stare mindlessly at that stuff or whatever. Um, and so... And so then Scott goes and gets ready for school, and then we see Adam watching the news, and he says that all the cells at the county jail were opened and the bank robbers escaped. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Adam and Dad are like, okay, well, we're going to go down and check it out. So they get in their costumes. Adam looks like the underminer from The Incredibles. <laughs> I don't remember who that is. 
Um, so Dad and Adam stop by the bank. Uh, Adam's name is Silvercharge. And apparently he can use his electricity to look inside the computer. Yeah, Dad is suspicious of, like, the computers and thinks that something in the computer might have hypnotized the tellers because none of them remember, like, what happened. And so, yeah, Adam starts zapping it, but then he just, like, ends up breaking it somehow. I don't know how, like, having electrical power would make what's it well inside the monitor by the way it's not even the computer it's just the monitor yeah i i don't know <laughs> but then we cut to school and everyone is wearing blue shirts and they're so, all wearing blue fits yeah and so the teacher is like going around she's like hey did anyone not do their homework and this one kid is wearing a red shirt and he like raises his hand and everyone laughs at it yeah it's like what about me <laughs> And so uh, Nina is amazed that it worked. We cut to them outside, and they're, like, looking they're at They're, like, watching wearing... from their big, scary van outside yeah. of middle school. And no one thinks that this is sketchy, <laughs> a big, scary van outside of a middle school with children. Right. And Nina's like, well, if we can teach them this, we can teach them how to recycle and compost. And then we see uh, Scott and Adam at lunch, and Adam's like, why are you all wearing blue? But Scott's like, I didn't even notice. Yeah. Um, and then <laughs> Amy and this other kid are playing catch with a with an aluminum foil ball, and she goes like, hey, Scott, catch. Before he can catch, Adam catches it so that Scott can't touch it. And then we see him, like, like wrists in pain. Like, right, yeah, he's, like, in pain, like, walking over to the side as he, like, slowly, like, opens his fist to drop the aluminum foil ball. And he's like, you cannot touch aluminum foil. It is our weakness. And we learn that that's why that they were so, like, worried yesterday morning with the zucchini bread. Yeah, aluminum foil is the one thing that screws up our molecular function. Yeah, and too much much of it would kill them. Yeah, and so um, he's embarrassed because, like, his friends tried to do this, and then his brother, like, took it away, and also he's, like, trying to impress Amy. But also, like, because Scott doesn't have any powers, aluminum foil does not affect him at all. Right. Um, So then we cut to Nina, and she asks how they can expand it to teach kids about the Earth, And Malcolm says he added something to the lesson. And so, at this point, all of the kids approach him, and they all... They all pass him, though. Yeah, they all pass him, though. go to the vending machine to get chocolate. Yeah, because he gave them a craving for chocolate somehow. I don't know how. Malcolm, who is, like, not very smart, has the power to add these things into, like, the hypnosis. I don't know. But he does. Uh, And then we learn that Malcolm doesn't really want to use the program for saving the Earth like Nina does. He wants it for evil ambition and profit, but Nina doesn't know that. Yeah, he just wants money out of it. So then we cut to the superheroes are on TV, and they're warning people that there is a mastermind hypnotizing people and uh, via a computer program. And to be careful, they also say that they have, like, the cure for it. Like, they say, like, like we an have antivirus something. Or something. Yeah, we have something that will stop this, but they're just lying. They literally, like, they're like, right. okay, well, that'll buy us some time. <laughs> and so Nina is worried uh, that, well, Nina isn't really worried. Malcolm's worried that the superheroes are going to stop them. And uh, we cut to, after they watch the news, um, the family is outside the backyard. And yeah. they're helping Scott work on his superhero stance. He's just, like, standing there with his hands on his hips. Yeah, well, they're just, like, giving him lessons about, like, flying, basically, but he's not actually, like, going to fly. They're just, like, teaching him what he needs to do. Right, and so they're like, when you fly, you have to go fast enough. You have to, like, take off fast enough so no one can see you, because, like, once you're up in the air, no one will. Mm -hmm. So then Dad's like, okay, well, like, we're gonna try it. So then he just takes off with, like, Scott in his arm. Yeah, he just, like, grabs onto him, and they're, like, going through the air. 
But then he's like, okay, Scott, your turn. And then he just, like, fucking lets go. Yeah, and Scott starts <laughs> falling, and Dad's like, oh, this isn't good. What's going on? Yeah, but so then he, like, has to go and save Scott in the air. Yeah. Scott's like, I've flown once, Dad, even then. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so then we cut to the soccer game, and Scott's running late. Uh, Dad said that he never... Oh, Dad said that it looked like Scott had never flown before. He's talking to Mom and Adam, and he's like, it's kind of weird. Like, I've never seen someone's powers just, like, go, so... Like, come and go like yeah. that. And then Amy was like, oh, you were late. I was worried that I would get captain on a technicality, and I uh-huh. want a fair fight. <laughs> uh-huh. uh, so then in the lab, Malcolm, who is wearing a, um oversized Hawaiian shirt with a, that's opened up with another shirt underneath and a puka shell necklace. Amazing. Plans for takeover. Um, and, but then they're like, you know, we have to keep this on the down low because only Nina has the power to stop us. Right. Um, and now it is time for Scott's party. So there are a bunch of superheroes in their costumes at um, Warrior Woman and Bronze Eagle's house. Um, and then they take Scott and they're like, son... We would like to announce to you and all of our friends that we have chosen the name Warrior Eagle for you. Mm-hmm. Which, like, I get it's supposed to be, like, a combination of, like, mom and dad, because uh, he has both their powers. But, like, also, like, if I were Adam, I'd be like, okay, I guess I know who the favorite is. Well, yeah. I mean, I think Adam has a cooler name. What's his? Like, Silver, Silver Charge. Charge. I think that's cooler than Warrior Eagle. I mean, personally. Bronze Eagle and Warrior Woman are not great names. No. I think Silver Charge is pretty good. And so then everyone raises their right hand for Scott to officially take the superhero oath. And before he says, I do, Scott's like, wait, Dad, hold on a second. But then we can see Dad's getting, like, really nervous. Yeah, everyone's getting super uncomfortable. They're like, what's going on? He, like, doesn't say, I do yet. And everyone's, like, looking around, like, being like, what's going on? And Dad, you can tell, is like, Scott, like, don't, he doesn't say this, but he's like, don't embarrass me in front of my friends. Yeah. And then Scott sees us, and he's like, okay, I do. Yeah. And then he officially takes the oath. Mm Mm-hmm. I've had my hand up my right hand up that whole time. Uh, so then we cut to Malcolm trying to convince Nina to slip something onto the bronze eagle. Like eagle, a tracking device. Yeah, so that they can track him and stop him. And Nina doesn't get how sh- why she has to be the one to plant the device. And basically, it's just because Malcolm's a selfish dick. And he's like, if you die, I want it to be you, not me. But he doesn't say that. He yeah. just, like, skirts so, around the question. So the plan is to... Basically set, like, their building on fire. Yeah. And with have Nina, Nina inside. Yeah. Inside this big-ass like, warehouse. And he's basically like, if Bronze Eagle doesn't show up, then Nina will die anyway, and we can keep the software. Yeah, it's like, a, he literally says it's a win-win. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so he blows up the building, and we see, like, Nina immediately start to suffocate inside. Yeah. And then we come back to the party, and everyone's hero beepers are uh, going Yeah, everyone's off. receiving their distress signal for a woman trapped in a burning building. Well, okay, this is something I would like to bring up. If all of them have beepers, why is it that the Bronze Eagle and family are the only ones the that only, are ever only responding? Ever Maybe they have, like, districts or something. Well, like, I don't know, like, but immediately, Dad, as the Bronze Eagle, is like, okay, well, I better go. And then, yeah. and then the brother's like, well, no, I'll go. You don't well, okay, I wonder, I, this is my theory. I wonder if, like, everyone gets the signal, and then they, like, say, like, where it is. So, like, in case they need backup, they, like, know when to go. But, like, because of the location, everyone has, like, a, an assigned location. And because, like, Earth Protectors is probably close to the high school or the junior high. So, like, that's where everything was. Like, with the bank, like, in the area where Scott and his family live. I guess so. I don't know. <laughs> I'd like to know more. Disney, explain, please. Well, that's my theory. Okay. Yeah, so Dad says that he's going to go, and then Adam's like, no, I'll go. Like, don't worry about it. And then somebody's like, hey, we should have Scott go. A burning <laughs> building is superhero 101. Okay, yeah, okay, so it's like 101, but they sent him by himself. 
It's not, okay, like, whenever you're first learning how to drive, you don't, like, go once, and then, like, you immediately go by yourself. You have to have a year of learning. Well, yeah, and, like, in any, well, not any, I haven't seen that many hero movies or TV shows, but in the ones that I have seen, they spend time training and, like, learning how to do their stuff. They don't just, like, automatically know. There's, like, a year, there's, like, a montage, usually, like, a montage that takes, like, that's supposedly, like, ten years before they actually, Yeah, but like, they, just, they just send him off on his own. like, okay, 14-year-old boy. Yeah, so he, yeah, he decides to like go and he pretends to fly again he says up up and away throws his soccer ball and it lands in the pool next to grandpa but oh he i think he tries to get grandpa but grandpa is busy like playing with the dolls so he doesn't with understand do- molly yeah <laughs> not just like by <laughs> that would be even better <laughs> yeah so scott like gets on his bike and starts like furiously pedaling away trying to get where he's going the entire time nina is in this burning building like freaking like the literally fuck out. fucking dying yeah because she's dying <laughs> So Scott gets to the building and the fireman's like, whoa, kid, you can't go in there. And he's like, no, I have to. So then he literally just, he like, he like just trying to like spin around the fireman like in football. Yeah. Well, and the entire time, like all the heroes are watching on TV and they're like, why didn't he just fly into the building? Like, right. That should have been like the first like warning. Yeah. So then Scott just like runs around the fireman and jumps into the building. And then the firemen just let him. They don't even try to like go like, get yeah, him. Yeah, the firemen don't do shit. They're no not wonder, doing anything. No wonder they need superheroes. I mean, I'm sure they're like putting out the fire with the hoses and stuff. I but, didn't like, see them doing if that. If a child runs in there right in front of you, you should go save him. Right. So Scott goes in and finds Nina, and then he's like, "Well, we can't go out back that way, even though it was perfectly clear." But <laughs> well, something fell and there was fire the way oh. that he came in. I don't know why Nina couldn't have, like, gotten out that way beforehand. I don't know. Because she was waiting for the Bronze Eagle because they told her to. Apparently she's stupid. Okay, so Scott grabs Nina, who's, again, is, like, half alive at this point. Yeah. And he's like, we need to find um, a fire hose so we can, like, you know, clear some of this so we can get out of here. Mm-hmm. Um, so. And at this point, Nina's like, why can't we just fly out? Yeah. And then Scott's like, uh, we're just going to do this instead. Yeah, so they find a fire hose, but the water's not working. So then they climb the ladder. Um, Grandpa finally learns that Scott went into the fire back at the party. Yeah. And he's like, he's like, you guys, Scott doesn't have any powers. You need to go. Yeah. Um, and so they're climbing up this ladder. They're also holding on to the fire hose that they had. And Scott throws it out the window. They get up to the roof. Yeah. He throws it out, like, this little like, area. He, yeah. He, no, they're up on the roof, and then he throws the hose, like, over the side. So the hose is going, like... Up, like, up the ladder, through the door, across the roof, and then over the side of the building. Mm-hmm. And so he, they're going to, like, start propelling down the side of the building just using this hose. And Nina's, like, really scared, but he's like, hey, we don't have any other choice, lady. And so they start, like, doing this. And as they're going, the uh, hose is at, like, the end. Like, there's no more to, like, pull from. And while they're both, like, holding onto the fire hose, Scott's mask falls off. Yeah. And then as that happens, the thing breaks and they start falling. But before they can hit the ground, the bronze eagle swoops in and saves them. Yay. Yay. <laughs> and so dad is like super upset upset with scott and he's like hey you need to get out of here like now we'll talk about this later he's like so, we'll talk about this at home yeah so scott bikes off and then bronze uh, eagle flies off yeah and then no first responders come to nina because she's just standing there as she picks up scott's mask yeah she picks up <laughs> scott's mask and that's that 
So back at home, Mom and Dad uh, yell at Scott about lying and putting himself in danger. But Scott is like, no, you're only disappointed because I don't have powers and you're going to embarrass me in front of your friends. But they're like, no, we're disappointed because you lied to us, which almost made you and a civilian die. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but he does throw back, like, what he heard them say. And they're just like, hey, we still love you. We right, he's like, like, I just want you to be proud of me. And I think this is the only way that can happen is yeah, me having powers. And Scott talks about, yeah, how hard it was to see everybody with powers and how, like, it's hard to not have them and he just wants to, like, fit in with the family, but he doesn't. And Mom and Dad wonder if they should be worried about the mask falling off, but then Dad's like, Yeah, they're like, nah. should, should we send in the mind erasers so that no one remembers his identity? But then Dad's like, no. Yeah, Dad's like, no one was close enough. He was on TV, but they're like, no one was close enough to see it. Yeah, so at the lab, uh, Malcolm and Nina investigate the mask, um... And then in the car, I'm guessing on the way to a soccer game, Amy's mom is driving. All the kids start making fun of that stupid kid on the news who tried to be a hero but didn't have any powers. Yeah, and then Scott, like, snaps at them, and he's like, hey, maybe he was just trying to save some people and blah, 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 blah. And then he realizes that everyone's, like, staring at him like, dude, what the fuck? And he's like, I mean, yeah, that guy was stupid. Ha ha. <laughs> Super awkward. So then at school, um, the teacher hands out the new Earth Protector software. Um, and then at home, Scott tears up his dad's shrine. <laughs> yeah, and Grandpa comes in to give him a pep talk, and Grandpa is like, you can still be a hero. He says, it's not the cape that makes you, your dad a hero. And Think about it. Yeah. <laughs> so, Scott has some thinking to do. Right, so now we cut to a montage of Randy doing his homework and then, like, being hypnotized. All and the kids. Scott it's like does all his the homework. kids. Amy yeah. does his homework. Earth Protectors is just hypnotizing children. We, and we then we this. see, in this montage, we see all the kids stealing money from their parents' wallets. Yeah. Um, and so everyone in Scott's house, they start talking at breakfast, and, they're, and the mom is like, hey, like, why did you take my money to the dad? And the dad's like, no, you took my money. And then the brother comes in, and he's like, hey, did you borrow my money for the newspaper boy again? And they're all like, where did the money go? And then Scott, like, gets up to leave, and they're like, hey, you didn't take the money, did you? And he's like, no. And then his sister also has x-ray she, vision. Okay, yeah, she not only has laser vision, but she also has x-ray vision. And, and really, she, <laughs> these powers. Yeah, I mean, that's not a very good clear. power to have. But she's like... Uh, why is there money in your book bag? And so they they sit Scott down, and he's like, I do not know why that's in there. Like, I didn't do it. And they don't believe him, because they're like, you were lying about having powers, so now you're a liar, and you'll never tell the truth. And then they ground him from soccer. Yeah, they ground him with so from soccer. I was going to ask you about this, because it's kind of interesting. Did you ever have anyone on your sports teams growing up who, like, d weren't able to come because they were grounded? Elizabeth and I both played sports when we were in grade school. Uh, both of us played softball, basketball, and soccer at varying points, and I also played volleyball. Yeah, um, no. Well, no, I don't think so. There well, was, for me, like, I know, like, if I got grounded, well, I, oh, I would only get grounded for, like, a day, mm -hmm. and it was because I was, like, fighting with my siblings, mm -hmm. um, and it didn't happen often. Yeah. But if, like, if that did happen, we just, like, couldn't watch TV for the rest of the day. They weren't, like, you can't go. Because, like, well, soccer was not my pride and joy. Well, it's a stupid grounding because, like, my parents would never do that because, like, you're letting also, down your team by doing that. Also, like, the parents are paying for it. Yeah. Well, yeah, my parents would never <laughs> My parents would not, like, waste money. Well, I mean, I didn't play, like, the expensive soccer. Well, yeah, but I'm just saying that, like, I don't think most parents would do that, but there were kids on my soccer team before, I'm pretty sure, who, like, weren't able to come to things because they were grounded. 
I don't like I don't remember that. Happening. I can't imagine being a parent and having that be the punishment because like yeah, like you said, you're paying for it and also like there's a team relying on you and then you're right. just like, Oh, well, because you did this, I'm gonna punish the whole team. Right. I know that that's like sometimes a parenting tactic, but it's not a very good one in my humble opinion. <laughs> so yeah, I was going to talk about that. They say no soccer for a month, and Scott is all disappointed because he's um, like, "That's so like see like soccer season's only like three months." Yeah, they tell him no soccer for a month, and he's all disappointed because the uh, captain voting will be like in two days, and so he gets upset and then he leaves. And so at school, Scott's telling Randy about how he got caught with the money, and Randy's like, "Why was the money in there in the first place?" And Scott's like, "I don't know," but Randy doesn't like not believe him. He's just like, "That's weird that that happened." And at the same time, Randy takes money out of his backpack and gives it to the or- to the Earth Protectors who have a booth at school to like raise money for. Yeah, recycling. well, it's in like an envelope, so it's not just like cash, but they just like do it and don't really think about what they're. But doing. I also I also don't think like Randy like knows what he was doing. Yeah, like, Scott didn't know what he was doing whenever he. Yeah, and that's like part of the hypnotist was to well, give yeah. it to Earth Protectors. Well, I was just like making it clear that it wasn't just like yeah. cash in his hand and then the teacher goes over and she's like oh my god how do you get these kids to do it i can't even get them to do their homework <laughs> yeah uh and then we see malcolm and nina searching the school database for scott they're like um comparing um i guess like the facial profile of the mask because like okay their masks are like plastic like around but then like it's obviously like makeup like around their eyes to, yeah like, but it's cover like the whole thing molded to their face yeah it's like molded to their faces yeah. Um, so then Scott gets called to the principal's office, and it turns out he was uh, solely picked to test the new Earth Protectors upgrade. Yeah, whenever he gets called to the principal's office, Randy says, remember, corporal punishment is illegal in this state. <laughs> <laughs> so they turn on the software, and Scott immediately starts to get hypnotized, and then Malcolm comes over and starts asking questions about Scott's family. Yeah, and he's like, you need to answer all of these honestly or whatever. And so then uh, we cut to Randy and Scott meeting up in the hallway, and Randy's like, hey, what did you do in there? And Scott's like, nothing. It was dumb. It was He's like, I sat down, I sat back up. Yeah, and then Randy's like, you've been gone for two hours. And Scott's like, I have? And he's, like, really confused about all that's going on. Um, And and then then later in class, the teacher hands out uh, the new software um, homework, but she's like, hold on, Scott, I have a very special software for you, and it's got, like, a red earth protectors logo instead of the normal one yeah and they're like you have to do this homework with your parents tonight mm-hmm. and then as that's happening scott looks out the window and sees nana not nana <laughs> nina at the van and so he like gets up to like go like confront her or talk to well, her because she's like oh like i recognize her she was the girl in the building yeah but i don't know why he would like what he was gonna go say but as he does that he runs into amy and they both fall over and drop all their stuff they like get it back up and he's like oh i'm sorry like whatever and then they leave and walk away and we see that Amy is now holding the soft, the software with the red logo, the one that Scott was supposed to have. The classic switcheroo. Mix up. So, at home, Scott explains his theory to his parents that it's the Earth Protectors. Mm-hmm. They're the ones with the software who are doing the hypnotizing. They immediately don't believe him. And well, so, and he even explains, like, he was like, I was called to the principal's office. I felt like I was there for two minutes, but they said I was there for two hours. Yeah, he's like, like how do you explain this. the blue? How do you explain the money? And yeah. then they're like, oh, this is an excuse for the money. Yeah. Uh, so then he plays the software, but because it's one that all the kids are supposed to, like, watch with their parents, it's literally, like, a worm talking about compost. Yeah, of course, the one time that they're, well, that makes sense, I guess, but, like, it seems unlikely that none of the parents were ever around when all the other kids were, like, doing their when, homework. Yeah, when they're all just, like, staring, like, mouth agape at a computer screen. Yeah, most kids do not have a computer in the room, especially <laughs> not in the year 2000. Well, the Earth Protectors gave them all computers. Well, yeah, but my family would still be like, you're not putting that in your room. That's gonna go in the <laughs> in the living room or something. We had an exact computer, like, the white, like, with, like, the big box yeah. around it. Yeah. 
Um, uh, yeah, so he plays the compost video, so none of them believe him. Right. Um, and then over at Amy's house, uh, Amy's mom plays the software. Without Amy there, she's like, we have to do this homework together, but... Well, we don't see Amy, but we're assuming she's also there, because she's talking. Yeah. So Amy's mom plays software. We she Her mouth immediately goes agape. She's getting hypnotized. That was meant for, um... Scott's parents. Yeah. And so the next morning, she <laughs> walks into the bank and she goes, excuse me, this is a hold up. And then she like, she has her hand inside of her purse and she lifts it up like as if there's a gun in there, but like it's Disney Channel, so we never see a gun. Well, yeah, but also like they would be more prepared for that, don't you think, if they just had a robbery attempt? I'm assuming there's, this is well, the Well, they same have bank. like those secret like security alarm buttons yeah, under the... I have no idea. <laughs> And so we cut to Nina's stressed about why hasn't the Bronze Eagle showed up yet. And then Malcolm's like, like, oh, well, I added some other to-dos to the list. And Nina's like, what the fuck? Why are you always, like, messing things up? Yeah, she did not know that that he made them rob the bank. Yeah, and so she also says that adult minds are almost impossible to control. But then as she's saying that, we hear a crash and... uh, they think that it's a bronze eagle, but no, it's Amy's it's mom. It's Amy's mom. She's like, Yoo-hoo. I'm here. <laughs> so then Malcolm's like, uh, we need a more direct approach for the superheroes. Yeah. Uh, at school, the teacher, uh, Scott gives his like CD back to the teacher and she's like, oh, well, this wasn't yours. Yours was like different. She's like, I remember? gave you the special one. Yeah. But this isn't it. And so as he goes over and talks to Randy, Randy's like, hey, did you hear that Amy's mom robbed a bank this morning? <laughs> <laughs> so then Scott like, finally realizes, like, their discs were switched. That was meant for my parents. Yeah. So they go out to the payphone, and he Well, they just leave class. Yeah. The like, well, they fake being sick. Yeah. Yeah. So they are talking on the payphone, and the entire time, Randy's like, hey, you know what we do when there's an emergency? We call 911. <laughs> we don't call Grandpa. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so Scott calls Grandpa, and Grandpa believes him, because, well, to be fair, he was honest with Grandpa the entire time. Like, right. Grandpa's known the truth, and he believed him. So Grandpa's like, oh, I have to go to the Earth Protector, uh, warehouse because that's where well they're all getting a call to it and they think that yeah. this is a trap yeah 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 but yeah. they all go anyway so they just fall yeah, into so the grandpa's the like i have to follow them to warn them yeah so he starts to fly away so but he's like really slow haha it's uh-huh. funny so um the family warrior woman bronze eagle and silver charge show up at earth protector where earth protector headquarters uh we see scott's mask is like hanging by a string so they all go up to inspect it and then all of a sudden this aluminum foil cage falls around them. Yeah. Uh, Malcolm and his crew show up, and they see that Amy's mom is blindfolded and tied up as well. Yeah. Um, as this happens, Nina comes out, and she apologizes. She's like, what are you guys doing? Like, I'm not... She's like, not we're not we're criminals. We're like, <laughs> yeah. But Malcolm obviously stops her, and he's like, shut up, you're not leader anymore. Yeah, he tells her to leave, and then he starts his villain monologue. <laughs> and so they laugh about the um, aluminum foil, and they, like, throw a piece in, and they're all, like, scattering around away from it. I don't, how did they find out? Oh, I guess they, he During, asked about the weekend. Yeah, whenever Scott yeah, was yeah, hypnotized, yeah, okay. he told them everything. I was gonna say. Okay. So Scott and Randy grab Amy, and they run out of school. Uh, they Gran- tell Amy what's going yeah, on. they like, tell her everything that's going on. Yeah. Grandpa's still flying, very slow. Uh-huh. Uh, the, yeah, we see the family is in foil handcuffs now. They're sitting there all in front of computer screens, and Adam is unmasked. Yeah, but unmasked. Because, as, uh, because they're superheroes, they're not weak enough to be mind-controlled the way that other people are, I guess, because they're trying to weaken them with the aluminum foil before they hypnotize them. Right, so Nina starts yelling at Malcolm because this obviously isn't what she wanted, so his goons take her away. Mm-hmm. Scott, Randy, and Amy show up on bikes at the Earth Protector's headquarters. Grandpa's not there yet, 
But Scott finally realizes, he says, you don't need powers to help people. Because Randy was like, we can't go in there. Like, we're just humans. But Scott's like, we can help people. We don't need powers for that. Right. So they sneak in. Um, and then Scott and Amy literally start flirting. Now is not the time, yeah. guys. And then fucking Randy sticks his head in. He's like, hey, this is cute, but, like, can we not? Which is me all the time. <laughs> so, um, Malcolm... What, what did I write here? Malcolm about software. Oh, uh, Malcolm starts the software, I guess, as uh, Scott... Or Scott starts, and gang, they start a... Dist- uh, yeah, he pretends to be armed forces outside. Yeah. And they start, like, to pretend to open fire, but it's just, like, them, like, stomping on bubble. Well, yeah, and they have everybody going for a while, and then Malcolm's like, oh, it's just kids, let's find them. Yeah, they're basically just, like, trying to, like, cause a distraction. Yeah, so they send the goons up after the kids, and somehow, in the five minutes that they've been at the warehouse, they set up these, like, home like, alone tripwires. booby yeah. traps. <laughs> like, all of this in five minutes. And but, so, like, it, it doesn't work anyway, because they get trapped. Yeah, and... And so, well, Randy pretends to be a superhero, but then they, like, get aluminum foil by him, and then he doesn't do anything, so they realize he's not a superhero, but they still think that Scott is, because his family is. So they right. put him in, like, aluminum foil handcuffs, Nina, Nina is the Yeah, one. Nina comes up with the handcuffs, and she's like, okay, we're gonna take you, but then she whispers to him, like, save us, like, you're our only hope, basically. Right. And she knows that Scott doesn't have any powers. Mm-hmm. And so they, like, now think, the Earth Protectors now think that Nina's on their side again for some reason. Right, so Nina starts to play along, but as she's playing along, she tries to, like, switch the discs slyly. Yeah, so they have, like, these, like, special discs that will, like, basically, like, drain the heroes of, like, all consciousness so that Mm -hmm. they can do whatever Malcolm wants, basically. Yeah. But it doesn't work. Well, she, yeah, she's talking to Malcolm the entire time, but she opens the thing and then, like, switches yeah. it. It's really obvious. Yeah, like, if you've ever seen, like, a regular desktop computer, like, the little tower, it's obvious when one of those opens. <laughs> and it also starts, like, saying, like, disc, I'm not found, or yeah, something like Yeah, they're like, that. what are you doing? She's like, oh, I'm just Nothing. doing something. Yeah, and, and then, like, shut up. Yeah, and then <laughs> the one goon, like, takes it out of her hand, and he's like, I think you want this. Right, so, when they think all hope is lost, Scott escapes from his aluminum foil handcuffs because they don't have Well, yeah, them. Nina is, like, or Amy's looking down, and they have her, like, soccer ball bag for some reason, and she gets a ball out, and then <laughs> Scott starts, like, she, dribbling around. Yeah, okay, so he starts um, dribbling, like, the soccer ball to, like, like fake out the goons to try and get past them. He uses, like, all these, like, soccer moves. And then Malcolm gets in front of the cage, like, as if he's the goalie. Well, yeah, and the entire time, the program is, like, counting down until, like, Yeah, so we've got, like, five seconds left. Yeah. And so Scott ends up (laughs) kicking the soccer ball past Malcolm into the aluminum... Well, he makes, like, a very um, triumphant effort to Mm -hmm. save it, but he misses. He kicks it into the aluminum foil cage, kicks over the computer monitor that was, like doing the download for all three. Mm-hmm. And so, like, all three heroes break from their hypnosis, and then Nina comes and uncuffs, uncuffs them from the aluminum foil. Yeah. So it's Scott's soccer skills that saved the day, guys. Yeah, a soccer ball just knocked over all the computers and saved them. <laughs> well, whenever the soccer ball hit the monitor, like, sparks flew. That yeah. doesn't happen. Yeah. I've hit many a computer monitor with things. <laughs> And so the heroes go, and they get Malcolm, and Mom goes to take care of the other goons, and Dad tells Scott how proud he is, and he reminds him that he didn't need powers to save the day. He just needed his soccer skills. Yeah. 
And so then we cut, and the brother is erasing all of their memories, because apparently with this, like, zappy zappy... That's you can do with your electrical charge. Yeah, and so uh, Nina is like, hey, can you guys destroy the rest of the copy? She's like, I really intended good with this, with hypnotizing children. I was right. just trying to get them to save the world, but I realized that's not the way to go about it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and so they, they're like, yeah, sure, and then they zap her uh, memory away, and then Amy comes up, and they have this stupid-ass moment where Amy's like, hey... Uh, Scott, like, I've been thinking about this for a long time. It's not just because you saved my life today. She's like, do you want to go to the dance with me? And then Literally, Scott's like, like, after they all almost fucking died. Yeah, and then Scott's like, oh my god, yeah, I like you. And she's like, I like you too. And then the brother comes up and just, like, zaps the fuck out of her so she doesn't have any memory. <laughs> and, and then, then he's then, like, no, she's not going to remember that she liked me. But they're like, it's only a couple hours. Yes, she will. <laughs> yeah, and so Randy's the only one who hasn't been zapped, la- zapped yet. And he's they, like, wait, guys, 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 you don't yeah, gotta zap me. They let Randy remember because, probably because, um, well, it's like, it'll be nice for Scott to have someone to talk to. But also, like... Since Scott, like, doesn't have any powers. Yeah, it would be nice to, like, have yeah. someone to vent to. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then Grandpa finally arrives. Ha, ha, ha. Uh, yes. we cut to uh, Molly is sitting outside playing with her burnt Barbie dolls, and Amy shows up, and... Amy is, like, riding past their house on a bike while Scott shoots, shoots hoops. Yeah. Um, but Scott ends up not telling her anything. Mm-hmm. Uh, because, well, again, she's, like, hate flirting. Yeah. And <laughs> she's, like, and he's, like, eh, she doesn't like me, but, like... She obviously still does. Well, he just, like, watches her, like, bike away. And then the sister, like, melts Scott's shoes to, yeah, the, just, to the concrete. And then and he, he's like, just runs like, away. Oh man. Like, not as if his feet will get, like, third-degree fucking burns well, from also, melted like, rubber. He could have just taken his feet out of the shoes. Maybe. I don't know. <laughs> but he, like, yells for his mom. Um, and so then, then we cut to a soccer game maybe yeah. later that day. And mm-hmm. the team is voting for captain. It all they're comes- voting out loud like they're not yeah. like it's not like ballots or like close your eyes and raise your hand they're voting one by one out loud yeah so it comes down to the end and amy votes for scott which puts him ahead by one and so we think scott's gonna be captain but then scott votes for amy which makes it a tie and, they and they're become co-captains. co-soccer captains wow and dad is like i'm proud of my son mm-hmm and uh, then they go out onto the field, like, they're warming up for their game, and Randy's like, hey, can I be your sidekick? And Scott's like, you know I'm not really a superhero. And he's like, yeah, but, like, what about these other guys he's who, like, like what about the Lone Ranger and Tonto? I could be Tonto. And he's like, you really want to be Tonto? And he's like, no, but... <laughs> but, like, we can be friends. Like, basically, we can be friends. Yeah. <laughs> he's just asking to be best friends, basically. Basically. And then they're just like, okay, and that's the end no of the homo, movie. No homo, though. So <laughs> well, they don't say that, but, you know. But, like, he wants to be friends, but he can't, it can't be homo so he has to ask this guy in the form kick. of a superhero yeah. and a sidekick and the, yeah and then the movie ends that's it that's the end of the movie did you have a favorite quote i had a couple um i wrote it down let me try and find it um you can share yours if you can find yours okay well i have two so the first one is whenever grandma and grandpa are first there for dinner and this is after um, Scott had pulled the hinges off the door. Mm-hmm. And Grandpa says, I hope you guys picked out a good name for him. I was the Steel Condor. Then Clark Curl in the middle of his forehead, Ken, gets himself a publicist and becomes the Man of Steel. What does that make me? The Bird of Steel? <laughs> and then my second one was, um, whenever Nina first realized, or like starts to realize that Malcolm is evil because he trapped all the superheroes, she goes... I should have known from the day I caught you drinking out of that styrofoam cup. Mm-hmm. 
Oh, the only thing that I have that was kind of funny is that whenever Dad is congratulating Scott for his soccer game when he wasn't good, he was he was like, you know, you're gonna be a superhero someday, and he's like, well, everyone calls me the Choke King now. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. Um, I gave this a 2.5 out of 5, and I don't know what number it is, but it's below Wish Upon a Star and above Northern Lights. Yeah, I gave this a 2 out of 5. I put it under Northern Lights and above the Paper Brigade. And this is the 19th podcast, so the next one is number 20. Ooh, numbers that end in zero. Ooh, or are divisible by five. Right. (laughs) I like that. I, uh, I did that to, to my mom once because she turned 50 the same year I turned 21. And I was like, oh, numbers! Uh-huh. <laughs> um, our next movie is The Color of Friendship. Oh! So we got a lot. I have a lot to say. Oh, I've never actually seen The Color of Friendship. You've never seen The Color of Friendship? I know what it is, but I've never seen it. Oh, my God. The Color of Friendship used to be my favorite decom. Really? Yes. I loved I'm it. Not, I don't know if I'm, if I'm ready. I Yeah. So I will have a lot to say. I'm going to finish up my second notebook entirely. So I guess that's 10 per uh, notebook, apparently. So, yeah. That's pretty much it. All right. Bye. Bye.